Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. I have a pretty insane podcast episode for you today. It focuses on a potential merger between two $40 billion market cap beverage CPG portfolios. Before we get started, I would love if you took 42 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Why do I feel like the Monster Beverage and Constellation Brands merger chatter resembles a famous early 1800s French erotic painting? So how is that for an odd introduction? I promise by the end of this content, it will all start to make sense. But Bloomberg reported that there could be a potential business combination between Monster Beverage Corporation, which is the owner and maker of Monster Energy, and the beer, wine, and spirits beverage portfolio company, Constellation Brands. And this is kind of a wild business combination if you think about it, because both of them are publicly traded companies. Both of them have a market capitalization that is above $40 billion dollars. And if you think about the last kind of major beverage portfolio combination merger, that was in 2018 with Keurig Green Mountain and Dr. Pepper Snapple Group. And that deal was, I think, around like $18.5 billion. So this would be at a multiple of like three times that rate. So it's kind of wild to think about how big of a merger this would be. And these talks are still kind of preliminary and don't know if they actually are going anywhere at this point because they're just reports. And I don't think either company has come out and has made any official comments yet. But despite this maybe not ending up in a full merger or even any asset sales, I thought it would be fun for us to kind of explore this potential sale, kind of dissect it, see why these two mega beverage portfolios would even consider a business combination. So I want to kind of start at least giving background on the two beverage portfolios. If maybe you're not too aware of either of them, I'll start with Constellation Brands. This company was founded in 1945 by Marvin Sands in the Finger Lakes region of New York as a wine wholesaler. The company went public in 1973. It changed its name to Constellation Brands in 2000. Marvin Sands' sons, both Rob and Richard Sands, are still the largest shareholders. And Constellation Brands grew throughout those decades with mergers and acquisitions activity. Maybe the most notably to its current operations would have been in 2013 when they acquired Grupo Modelo's U.S. operations from Anheuser-Busch InBev. Constellation Brands is now the largest beer import company in the U.S. and has the third largest market share of all major beer suppliers behind AB InBev and Molson Coors. Well-known alcoholic beverage brands owned by Constellation Brands are the U.S. operations of beer brands Corona, Modelo, and Pacifico, Kim Crawford Wines, Cook's Champagne, Casa Noble, Tequila, and Svedka Vodka. And some of the founding and kind of historical highlights around Monster Beverage was that 
The company actually started in 1935 under Hanson's, which sold juice products in Southern California. The company did go through a bankruptcy in 1988. An investment group that include Rodney Sachs, which is now currently a co-CEO. He was the CEO for a long period of time. They made that transaction in 1992. In that same year, Hanson Natural Corporation did go public. In April of 2002, Monster Energy was created. And by 2012, energy drinks became the dominant revenue source for Hanson's Natural Corporation. So they decided to change the company name to Monster Beverage Corporation. In June of 2015, the Coca-Cola company bought all of the non-energy brands within Hanson's. So they bought the juices, sodas, different kind of products like that in exchange for giving Monster Beverage Corporation their energy brands. And during that same year, as part of this deal, Coca-Cola Company bought 16.7% of the Monster Beverage Corporation. That's now up to 19.3% because of share buybacks. And that original purchase price by Coca-Cola Company was $2.15 billion. And outside of Monster Energy, Monster Beverage Corporation owns energy beverage brands like Rain, Full Throttle, and NOS. So why would these two companies merge? I think it's a little bit easier to understand maybe why Constellation Brands would be interested in merging with Monster Beverage. The majority of revenue from the alcohol beverage portfolio comes from beer, which has been flat over the last three years. Constellation Brands is in a better position with a focus on higher end beer and having a large collection of its Customer base in the U.S. being Hispanic, which is expected to grow immensely in terms of the overall American population. The beer category, darling, of hard seltzer is slowing down, even though I think the Corona brand has strong upside in that growing category. Wine and spirits have also been in a tough space to find consistent growth with changing consumer demands and trendy brands popping up and stealing share. Meanwhile, energy drinks have been booming and Monster Energy has really kind of taken control in that market and is trending up towards becoming the largest energy drinks brand in the world. Now from Monster Beverage point of view, it's a little bit more kind of blurry of why maybe they would want to merge with Constellation Brands because they do have an existing global distribution contract with Coca-Cola Company. Coca-Cola Company's distribution is much better than what Constellation Brands could provide to them. And if you think about just some of the business or deal synergies, they're really limited. But that being said, Monster Beverage has thrown around the idea of having alcohol within their beverage portfolio. That could be with some hard seltzers, that could be with some spirits. Doesn't necessarily have to be under the Monster name, but they have been talking about that. They also have been going one step further and talking about the integration of the monster name and maybe just having other brands developed in the cannabis beverage space. And Constellation Brands just happens to be the 40% owner of Canopy Growth which is one of the largest global cannabis companies. And this kind of goes into this like alcohol and non-alcoholic beverage starting to blur. In my opinion, beverage IP needs to be thought of holistically. With the big three non-alcoholic beverage portfolios still being very much attached to the sugar-laden carbonated soft drinks category has had a tough go 
at it over the last probably decade or so. And these portfolios kind of consolidating and stretching out to adding a ton of different beverage categories. One of the areas that they hadn't stretched into is alcohol, or at least until very recently. And this is where Coca-Cola Company and Molson Coors partnered to create Topo Chico Hard Seltzer. PepsiCo and Boston Beer Company partnered to develop and launch a hard offering under the Mountain Dew brand. And Keurig Dr. Pepper and AB InBev owned Labatt Brewing Company has a Canadian partnership that sells a spiked version of Snapple. Alcohol represents a lucrative opportunity for these non-alcoholic beverage brands whose industry has really been lacking that like large-scale growth driver that's large enough to impact the bottom line. So what's holding back these mega non-alcoholic beverage portfolios from owning alcoholic beverage brands? It comes down to the distribution system and the marketing being a little bit different. In the US, there is a three-tier alcoholic beverage distribution system where the alcoholic beverage manufacturer needs to sell to a wholesaler, a wholesaler needs to sell to a retailer, and then the retailer ends up selling to the consumer. So they can't go direct to consumer like they do on the non-alcoholic side. And this was all set up after the repeal of the prohibition because of some pre-prohibition kind of kind of funny business and things that they wanted to kind of stop going forward. And this is really outdated in my opinion. This is something that I think should be changed, should be relooked at in the current kind of generation of business operations. And it really gets confusing when you think about on the flip side, when the alcoholic beverage brand portfolios have started to either purchase or start to create partnerships with non-alcoholic beverage brands through their distribution model. AB InBev has acquired Highball Energy. They also have distribution contracts and investments through their ZX Ventures kind of fund with Super Coffee and Ghost Energy. You look at Molson Coors, they have a distribution contract with Zoa Energy, the Rocks Energy Drink brand, and they have a tie-up with the beverage incubator LA libations that provides them a ton of non-alcoholic brands to distribute on their trucks as well. Fact is that alcoholic beverage portfolios want to have more non-alcoholic beverage exposure. And the same can be said on the inverse of that statement. Now, what the heck does this have to do with an early 1800s French erotic painting? Theodore Jericho, was a famous early 19th century French painter. He only has one known erotic painting known as Three Lovers. I've added the visual in YouTube if you're watching the video version of this episode, but it depicts two lovers locked in a passionate embrace while their lethargic companion calmly watches from the left. So who's who in this painting that I'm kind of creating this analogy around? The two lovers that are embraced, those are obviously Monster Beverage and Constellation brands, but the lethargic lover that's on the left that's kind of just sitting there and enjoying the show, this would be the Coca-Cola Company. With its 19.3% ownership in Monster Beverage, Coca-Cola Company maybe is in the best position to get exactly what it's looking for in the future. It has a lot more cards, I think, than anybody is giving it credit for during these negotiation talks with merger. 
and maybe why you haven't heard their name come up in saying that they are going to wholly own or purchase Monster Beverage Corporation. So what's most likely to happen in this situation? I don't think that the Monster Beverage Corporation is going to want to jeopardize the global distribution contract that they have with the Coca-Cola company. This really kind of puts them in a bad position, especially when they are wanting to do more international sales. I also think this merger would be messy from an organizational kind of leadership standpoint and doesn't really provide all that much for business synergy. So the investment community overall would probably not enjoy this merger. So because of that, I do think a merger or any type of asset sale would probably be unlikely. What I do think would be more likely is a joint venture where Monster Beverage Corporation still will be able to get what they would like out of the deal. They want to have some alcoholic beverage exposure, be that with hard seltzers, maybe with spirits, and Constellation Brands would be a great partner. One step further, Monster Beverage would love to have exposure into cannabis beverages. And again, through the ownership, at least minority ownership of Canopy Growth Corporation, Constellation Brands is in the perfect position to be able to provide that for Monster Beverage Corporation. So it makes a ton of sense for these companies to have some type of joint venture partnership, strategic partnership between them. So knowing the maybe most likely situation, what's the kind of insane, craziest notion that I could come up with? How about the Coca-Cola company coming in and acquiring Constellation brands? Now, I don't know the legality or regulatory side of this that would probably put this idea to shame and, and any of the business structure that would need to have happen for maybe them to sidestep that. But it's crazy to kind of think about that business combination, even crazier than anything you could think of between Monster Beverage and Constellation Brands. Because of that potential deal between Coca-Cola Company and Constellation Brands, they would still have the exclusive tie-up with Monster Beverage on that side. They would also be able to combine their kind of Hispanic cultural tradition with Coca-Cola and the alcoholic beverage brand equivalency in the U.S. with Corona and Modelo. It would also open up a lot more of that holistic beverage brand IP that could be utilized in so many different ways that I discussed earlier. But the reality of this is probably pretty low. And it's even lower when you consider that the Coca-Cola company just spent about $6 billion to acquire the rest of Body Armor, the sports drink. So for them to kind of lever up even further on debt and put that on their books to buy a brand like Constellation Brands, be a little bit too much. I don't think anybody would want to put on that amount of risk on the balance sheet. But just want to end on some quick final thoughts. I think both Monster Beverage and Constellation Brands should stay focused on the needed changes or kind of the strategic focuses on their own businesses right now. Monster Beverage really needs to kind of consider strengthening their international revenue and kind of taking on Red Bull and a lot more of the international markets. And Constellation Brands needs to focus on changing their fledgling wine and spirits side of their business. While the idea of a merger and kind of all that is fun to consider, I don't necessarily think a business combination would help either one of those brand portfolios solve those problems. But I do still think a joint venture strategic partnership 
will be announced out of these talks. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 